Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let the party begin. Your healthy radio addiction starts now. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Live, and before we get into the show, I have some announcements to make. We were originally going to do our lives on Monday nights over on BitTube, but we've been having all kinds of problems right now with our software matching up with the platform, so unfortunately, until that is worked out, we cannot have the lives over there on BitTube, so to be right here on YouTube. Right now, we are going to place content we know will not get removed over on this platform, but on our other platform, Motorcycle Madhouse Shorts, will be on the radio platform. The way to hear our radio version of Motorcycle Madhouse is to type in the search bar over on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever major podcasting platform uh, we're on. Okay, you can do that. Just a warning, these shorts are not what you are used to on this platform. They are raw, if you get my hint, okay? <laughs> they, are, they also do not relate to only biker material. Our shorts will cover a range of controversial content to say the least. Our first radio uh, Madhouse short will be uploaded to the platform on Wednesday at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time in the morning. That episode will be talking about what to expect at the pre-Sturgis party in Black River Falls if you're going to be attending the event. Let's just say it's of adult nature and if you're a square or you're not into that kind of stuff, this won't be the party for you. Trust me, this episode also will feature China Down a way you would have never guessed. So go down to the description box and hit the link to go over and follow us on the podcast. Again, the radio podcast allows us to be as real as possible. As you all know, that's how Motorcycle Madhouse got its start, on the radio airwaves without all the worry about the censorship. When we figure out the BitTube platform, I'll make sure to let all you know. I'll let you know when we get it all figured out. Now, to start off the show, I want to take a moment and talk about the motorcycle accident that claimed seven lives and injured three in Randolph, New Hampshire. Many of you know those that were killed in the accident were either members of the Jarheads MC or supporters of the club. Just terrible stuff, man. Terrible stuff. Uh, a GoFundMe page is listed in the description box, and if you can find it in your hearts to donate, I know they would appreciate it greatly. The goal right now on their GoFundMe page is $700,000. And here's what it does say on uh, the GoFundMe page, that way you guys know. On Friday, June 21st, 2019, Jarhead's MC was riding to a charity event at the local American Legion in Gorham, New uh, Hampshire, 
Post 82, our pack was struck by oncoming vehicles or an oncoming vehicle, and we lost five patch holders and two supporters, and many others were injured. Our club and the families are going to need help, and we cannot do it alone. I am pleading with you all, please do what you can, and 100% of the funds raised will go where it is needed to help ease some of the financial burden left behind after this tragic accident. Jarhead's MC has always been about helping veterans and their families. Please help us now and give what you can. Everything you can do is appreciated. We are in strong support. Ugh, this is hard to read. If you can donate it, donate it, man. Names and conditions of all will not be shared at this time as we are still being impacted by news as it arrives. We will be in New Hampshire the rest of the weekend supporting our friends and our families. This again, their GoFundMe thing. Jarhead's Motorcycle Club is a club consisting of active duty or honorably discharged Marines and FMF Corpsmen. We ride and serve veterans and veteran families in our uh, communities with chapters in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine. Okay. Since Friday, the names of those who were tragically killed in that accident have been released by the state's attorney general. In a moment, when we go to the tribute, those names will be mentioned. For those living under a rock or haven't heard about what happened in New Hampshire, this is what we know so far from the many media reports, but I'm going to read one by uh, Madeline uh, Helcomb, and it describes what happened. The seven motorcyclists killed in New Hampshire when a pickup truck collided with the group weren't the average bike enthusiast. Marine veterans and their spouses, members of the Jarheads Motorcycle Club, were among those killed Friday in the accident on Route 2 in Randolph that also left three people injured. The motorcycles were on their way to an event at the American Legion when they were hit by the pickup. Scott Swan, a member of the club, told CNN affiliate MWUR, Don Bridley was riding with the group when they collided with a westbound 20, or 2016 Dodge 2500 truck. I was on the inside, she told WMUR. I saw the truck, I think, I don't even know. It was just all fire. I just laid my bike down and I just rolled. I just looked around. Somebody helped me up. I was just hysterical. I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. Ridley and Swan returned to the scene of the crash where they placed an American flag, one for each victim, at the site according to WMUR. Back at the hotel, where the club was staying, an American flag flew at half staff. All of our people are just good, hard-charging Marines, Swan said. Those killed hailed from New England and ranged in age of uh, 42 to 62. New Hampshire Deputy Attorney General Jane Young said Sunday, according to the Chief Medical Examiner, each of the seven died of blunt trauma, this according to Young. The victims were identified as Michael Farisi, 62, of uh, Contucook, New Hampshire, Albert Mazza, 49, of Lee, New Hampshire, Daniel Perea, 58, of Riverside, Rhode Island, Desma Oaks, 42, of Concord, New Hampshire, Aaron Perry, 45, of Farmington, New Hampshire, and Joanne and Edward Core, both 58, from Lakeville, Massachusetts. Looks like they were husband and wife. 
Three riders were injured in the crash. Joshua Moran, 45, of Dalton, Massachusetts, was uh, med-flighted from the scene and is being treated at the main medical center. Stephen Lewis, 58, of Brimfield, Massachusetts, was treated and released from an uh, area hospital. A third person who declined to be identified was treated and released from an area hospital, authorities said. Beatrice Ingstrand, a neurologist who was uh, staying at a nearby inn, said the flames from the fire reached about 20 feet high. If you guys haven't seen the pictures, uh, you can go on our site and see them. Uh, continues to say she ran to the scene with the inn's co-owner, Jerry Humman. They tried to assist as many people as they could. Ingstrand uh, applied a uh, tourniquet to one injured man's leg and performed compressions on others until help arrived, she told the affiliate. She goes on to say it was just terrible. Haman said no one thought of taking photos or anything like that. You just want to help people who were screaming and laying there in the road. Truck driver identified as a 23-year-old. Of the three injured in the crash, two were treated and released from local hospitals, and one was transported by air after the accident and remains hospitalized, according to the New Hampshire State Police Colonel Chris Wagner. State Police Collision Analysts and Reconstruction Teams are investigating the crash along with local police and the Coos County Attorney's Office. There has not been any more released on this. Uh, we'll get it to you as soon as we can. They go on to say the scene is pretty large and there's a lot of work to be done. New Hampshire State Police Captain Chris Vetter said, I don't know that I've ever seen a crash with this much loss of life. It was pretty significant of an accident. And again, if you see the pictures, yeah, it was. The driver of the pickup truck has been identified as Bloda Demir Zorkowski, 23, of Coos County. Attorney John McCormick said at the news conference Saturday, Zorkowski was alone in the truck at the time of the collision, and he has been working as a driver for a transportation company based in Springfield, Massachusetts, McCormick said. Now, this wasn't a semi. This was just a flatbed pickup truck. You know, it had a flatbed on the back. No arrests have been made in connection to the crash. He also said, again, we don't know where this is going to go. Young declined to comment on whether the driver of the pickup truck fled the scene or whether drugs or alcohol were involved, citing an ongoing investigation. And you know what? Let's hope there wasn't any of that uh, involved. This incident has truly brought out the best in the motorcycle community. This statement is backed up by the amount of donations on the GoFundMe page of over 300000 right now. With all that said, we all need to chip in. Even if it's only a couple bucks, because whatever you give will go a long way in helping the families find some peace and help them out financially. Again, the link for the GoFundMe page is in the description box. I also hope all of those in the motorcycle uh, club community listen and will get the word out to their clubs to help get some of the funds for the, these people are in need. So hopefully all the clubs will start chipping in. But with that, let's go to the tribute. The one video is from uh, Biker Dad's channel on Facebook. If you don't know who he is, go over and take a look at his reporting. He's a real good guy. He's big time into the biker life. And I must say, I quite envy him quite a bit because he's able to report on all the good that happens in the biker community, like fundraisers and bikers helping the community. And he really's he's really behind the community, where it seems like I'm always reporting on the bad, you know, bad stuff that's always happening in the club scenes. But take a look and see 
I'll see you on the other end. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bad stuff. The scene over there was just complete chaos and the mangled bikes and the bodies just lying everywhere screaming for help. This is really described by our investigators as one of the worst uh, investigations they have ever uh, completed. When we got there, we could see that the truck had just blown up. There was motorcycles mangled all over the highway, bodies scattered, yelling and screaming. Son and I tourniqueted a man who was bleeding out. We put towels around his legs. On Saturday, dozens gathered at Mount Jefferson View to console one another. We have more questions than answers at this moment. Michael Farisi, 62. Albert Mazza, 49. Daniel Perea, 58. Joanne and Edward Carr, 58. Desma Oaks, 42. Aaron Perry, 45. May I have your attention, please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait! There's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7, 24-7. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. So guess what, everyone? Something I've been saying from the start is now coming true i've been saying it the federal government just filed its appeal to the ninth circuit district of appeals contesting the ruling in the mongols pash case yep that's right Wilk, who is the prosecutor on the case doesn't like the fact that the judge only ordered a $500,000 fine and the government wasn't able to secure the forfeit of the patch. So, now the case is heading up the chain to be litigated probably all the way to the Supreme Court. Which I'm sorry to say, with the lean of the court right now, I don't think it would be I don't think it's going to be a favorable outcome for motorcycle clubs. I really don't. Now, the reason I say this is twofold. The court tilt right now is notorious for leaning in the direction of the government. And most importantly, caps. Some of its latest decisions have the writing on the wall. For example... The Supreme Court just ruled on a Fifth Amendment case that takes away the double jeopardy cause. You kidding me? For those that don't know what double jeopardy is, then here is the definition for you guys and why this is scary. Double jeopardy is a procedural defense that prevents an accused person from being tried again on the same or similar charges and on the same facts following a valid acquittal or conviction. There is an article that just came out by the Daily Reporter on this subject, a subject that should have everybody shaken, every citizen shaken in their boots right now. <laughs> they really should. 
So let's take a look at this right now, okay? Let's take a double jeopardy rule in a case with Manaboard implications. Now, of course, they're going to put it in that uh, type of uh, content because that's the in thing to do in the media. It goes on to say Trump's former campaign manager might have been helped if the case involving an Alabama man on gun and robbery charges had been overturned. Now, this story is by Pete Williams out of uh, NBC News. Washington, the Supreme Court declined on Monday to change the long-standing rule that says putting someone on trial more than once for the same crime does not violate the constitutional protection against double jeopardy. A case that drew attention because of its possible implications for the Trump's former campaign uh, manager, uh, Manafort. The seven-tool ruling was a defeat for an Alabama man, Terrence Gamble, convicted of robbery in 2008 and pulled over seven years later for a traffic violation. When police found a handgun in his car, he was prosecuted under Alabama's law barring felons from possessing firearms. Seems logical. The local U.S. attorney then charged Gamble with violation and, uh, let's see, you're violating a similar federal law. Because of the added federal conviction, his present, uh, prison sentence was extended by nearly three years. The Fifth Amendment says no person shall be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb for the same offense. But for more than 160 years, the Supreme Court has ruled that being prosecuted once by a state and again in federal court or the other way around for the same crime doesn't violate the protection against doubles jeopardy because the states and federal governments are separate sovereigns. Now, if that is the case, right there, state rights. Oh my God, is that a big one? A big one. So here in this decision, they're saying that they're separate uh, sovereigns. But when it comes to states wanting to enact their own laws, then all of a sudden, if they don't like that law at the federal level, they'll overturn it. So what happened to states' uh, sovereign rights here? The case attracted more than usual attention because of the prospect that Trump may pardon Manafort, who was sentenced to seven and a half years in prison for violating federal fraud laws. A presidential pardon could free him from federal prison, but it would not protect him from being prosecuted on similar state charges. So you already know that Anybody attached to Trump, whoever hates Trump, is going to prosecute this guy for the same stuff he got a pardon for at the federal level if Trump does it. Now, these were filed in New York, so you know it's going to happen. Overturning the rule allowing separate prosecutions for the same offenses would have worked in his favor. Gamble's lawyer... Lewis Chapton of Cleveland said the nation's founders understood the protection against double jeopardy to ban any second uh, prosecution for the same offense. Under English common law, the roots of American law, there was no separate so uh, sovereign's exception. A person could not be put on trial in England if already tried for the same offense in another country. He also argued the states and federal government are not truly independent anyway and are instead part of a complete national system. He quoted Alexander Hamilton, which he was a prick, I didn't like that guy, who described them as kindred systems, part of one whole. And then he goes on to say, Congress has made the problem worse by dramatically or expanding the number and scope of federal laws in recent years creating more duplication with state laws, something never envisioned in earlier court decisions that allowed double prosecutions. Now, that makes no sense whatsoever what he just said because everybody knows the founders were at each other's throats because states' rights was the biggest issues before they passed the Constitution. No state 
wanted to give up sovereignty to a federal government because you got to remember they just came off a uh, American revolution to get rid of a monarchy I don't get it but the Trump administration said the long-standing je double jeopardy rule allows state and federal government to pursue district interests without interfering with each other changing the current understanding by barring subsequent prosecutions would allow Foreign court actions to preclude U.S. trials from crimes against Americans, the government said. Civil liberty groups also said the rule has allowed the federal government to pursue notorious civil rights violations that states were unwilling or unable to pursue. Gamble's argument appealed to the, some of the court's liberal law and conservatives two years ago. Justice uh, Clarence Thomas joined liberal justice Ruth Gator Binsburg in saying the courts past double jeopardy rulings were due for fresh examination and that's one thing i cannot stand man i really can't they always start adding on to the constitution when they know damn well the framers didn't they didn't freaking uh they never thought of a centralized government. It was always for states' rights. So this stuff is really concerning right there. It really is. Awards Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Again, the most important passage from the dissenting opinion was from Gorsh, which he's turning out to be a pretty good judge, man. He's going both ways. My colleagues say that the federal government and each state are separate sovereigns entitled to the same person for the same crime. So if all the might of the sovereign cannot succeed against the presumptually free individual, another may insist on the chance to try again. And if both manage to succeed, so much the better. They can add one punishment on top of the other. This why this issue was big. If this ruling isn't scary enough on a criminal case and letting everyone know how this could affect the patch ruling, I don't know what is. I don't. The bias towards the government side of the argument is on full display with this court. Man. So when the patch case reaches this court, do you don't you think it won't be a slam dunk on the First Amendment? Don't think it. And on Eighth Amendment rights. <laughs> it ain't. This present court has a history of siding with the government. But on a good note, the Supreme Court just made a ruling on property rights. That could show it takes the issue of property rights seriously. Okay, now let's take a look at this article. Supreme Court bolsters property owners' rights by the Daily World. And this is by David Savage, Los Angeles Times. This has a lot to do with eminent domain. Washington, D.C., the Supreme Court's conservative majority gave a major boost to property rights Friday, ruling that developers and landowners may go directly to federal court and seek compensation for taking of their property. The 5-4 decision overturned an 85 precedent that said property owners may not sue in federal court if their development plans were blocked until they sought and been denied compensation from local officials or a state agency. The process over, often stretched over many years, effectively blocking a development, according to its critics. The decision is likely to have its greatest impact in California, even though it began with a Pennsylvania woman's complaint that people were walking across her property to visit a burial site. California has especially strict regulations for development in its cities and along the coast, and property owners have uh, repeatedly claimed these regulations and other zoning rules affect the t basically the taking of their property. And of course, we know California, how good they're doing. 
It's like a third world country there. Have you seen San Francisco right now? They spend like $300,000 on poop patrol out there, man. It's, it's nasty in California. Wonder why it's so bad out there. Anyway, man, led by Chief Justice John Roberts, the high court said property rights stand on the same footing as other rights protected by the Constitution. Good news for the Patch case. He pointed to the Fifth Amendment, which says private property shall not be taken for public use without just compensation. I hope their attorneys are on that. Uh, I hope they hang on that one. If they want to take their patch, uh, you know, this is going to get uh, tricky, man. It really is. Giving property owners a right to sue in federal court is a crucial step to restoring taking claims to a, the full-fledged constitutional status the framers envisioned when they included the clause among the other protections in the Bill of Rights. Roberts said in Nick vs. Township of Scott, Pennsylvania, the decision is one of the most important property rights cases in over 30 years, said the LA attorney Paul Beard. For years, federal taking or takings plaintiffs have effectively and explicably been denied access to the federal courts, Bird said. As of today, the federal courthouse doors are open. We should see a steady stream of new claims against laws and regulations that deprive or significantly impair an individual or business property's interest. Real important for eminent domain, man, because you actually had cases where the government took somebody's property and gave it to a private citizen. Now, how is that in the public good under eminent domain? I really don't know. Don't know. Among other things, the decision could give property owners greater power to challenge local bans against fracking, to extract oil and gas, he said. Lawyers for the Pacific Legal Foundation, who represented Rose Nick, the Pennsylvania woman, called it a landmark victory for property rights. And you do know, you know what's funny is, even if you pay off your land or your house, you still have to pay your taxes and stuff, and they still tell you what to do, even though it's yours. So it, it is a landmark victory for property rights. The decision is a very long time coming for Rose and other property owners who have had federal courtroom doors slammed shut in their faces whenever they seek compensation for a government taken of their property. The court's decision sends a message that constitutionally based property rights deserve federal protection just like other rights. Justice Kavanaugh cast the deciding vote. The case was first argued October 3rd when Kavanaugh's uh, nomination was before the Senate. He was confirmed a week later and the court announced it would rehear the Nick case in January, presumably because the justices were split 4-4. The majority also included Thomas, Alito, and uh, Gorsh in the dissent. And this is what's funny. Justice Alito, and this is how uh, the far left thinks, faulted the court for overturning a long-standing precedent. She said the ruling will channel a mass of quintessential local cases involving complex state law issues in federal court. See, the far left, they always believe in governmental control. That's just the way they are. She said the 85 case uh, arose who, when a local planning commission rejected a property owner's development plan. She said uh, the high court was right then to rule that a constitutional violation uh, only arose when the owner was denied just compensation by the government. Today's over, uh, decision overthrows the court's long-settled view of uh, the takings clause. Yeah, you, the government can take your property. Under the cover of overruling only a single decision, smashes a hundred plus years of legal rulings to smithereens, she wrote. Well, you guys are always trying to change the Constitution. Why not just change some law? The ruling makes federal courts a principal player in local and stand land use disputes. She closed with a warning of what's ahead. She noted that last month the court had overturned another long-standing precedent prompting Justice Breyer, I am that guy, to wonder which cases the court will overrule next. Basically, they're giving uh, their people in Congress the nod that, oh no, they might uh, overturn Road versus Raid. 
Well, that didn't take long, Kagan said. No one may wonder yet again. Joining the set where all the leftists uh, and all that stuff. Man. <laughs> so, just by these two rulings, you can see why I personally think the outcome at the Supreme Court might not be good news for the Mongols and the biker club community in general. Okay, on one hand, they are saying that double jeopardy doesn't apply and the government can keep up the prosecution if they don't like the outcome. I don't think that was the framers' intentions. Then on the other hand, they rule in favor of an individual's right concerning property. Basically, this court is all over the place. But again, other recent rulings by this court this session have revealed them to be more on the government side of the issues brought before them. And that's where everyone, everyone needs to worry. You know, it's funny just how ignorant people are to issues not only facing the biker community, but as American citizens. You know, I've been having a debate over an insane throttle with a member of a one percenter club on the West Coast. <laughs> I have. Here is some of the exchange that has been going on, okay? <laughs> this is some of it that's been going on right here. Top of your right-hand screen, you can see it all. You can see the, the, the debate started with the posting of uh, the article of the Oregon State Senate House being evacuated because there was a supposed militia threat from a 3% group. Now, if you don't know what 3% is, go look it up because I'm not going to really cover it. He didn't like that a political post was on insane throttle, which, of course... You see the reply I had where I explain that bikers are not close-minded to where all they want to hear about is bikes and tits. By the way, for those who are new to Insane Throttle, we cover a wide range of issues. This because I do believe that bikers have more on their minds than just bikes and tits. We have a huge voting block out there. And as you can see from our last show, I had a member of the Blue Knights on for a debate. We present all sides of the story and all the issues that affect us not only as bikers, but American citizens. And yeah, I caught crap for having him on. But both sides come out on this station. If that isn't your thing, and you feel like all you want is tits and ass, then I suggest going over to another's platform for your thrills. I really do. But Insane Throttle isn't that closed off type of deal. Anyways, this is a one percenter who thinks that the people cannot do anything to make the government listen to them. It's obvious from his post where he disparages three percenters, also going as far as implying that the government will just run over them uh, with their tanks. But then in another portion of the debate where I bring up the save the past issue, he claims to think the issue is settled. Well, people who do not keep up on the issues speak ignorant of the situations because they don't know. Again, as I outline my case on today's show, you can see it's far from over. This is also the reason we at Insane Throttle put out a range of articles on different subjects, not just freaking tits and bikes. It's because we believe our followers should be informed on what is happening out there. Not just in the biker community, but the country as a whole. 
Because again, we as bikers have a huge voting block. We can make changes. We can affect changes. And the only way to do that is to be informed. Be informed on what's going on in this country and stop closing our minds to everything around us. Yeah, I get it. People don't like politics or this subject or that subject. But when it affects your right as a biker, don't you think you need to be informed? Am I being ignorant? Maybe people don't want to be informed on what's going on out there. Again, 3%, ha ha ha, good luck trying to fight the U.S. government. They'll drive over your house with a tank. That's America? I thought the government worked for us. I thought we the people are the ones in charge of the government. And that is the biggest issue I see right now is people do not get involved. We got motorcycle profiling going on all over the place right now. The hotbed being Texas. Do you think the government is just right to go ahead and pull somebody over, take pictures, just because they're wearing a patch? Or are you just going to sit back and let somebody else fight the battle? Seriously, man. That's insane to think that damn way. And you know what? That's why these politicians get away with what they do. It's because we don't fight back. And bikers are always crying and whining about this and that. Well, unless you get involved in the fight, nothing's going to change. You just can't have A-Bait or the Confederation of Clubs or any of that out there just doing your work. No, you got to personally get involved. You got to get out there, right, your people. You got to call them. You got to hound them. You got to go to their town hall meetings if you want something changed within the biker life style. Also, you do got to get involved with A-Bait. You got to support the Confederation of Clubs. You got to stop buying into this crap that the Confederation of Clubs are only ran by the one percenters. No, it's a whole freaking group, man. When I was down in Florida, I didn't just see freaking domination by one percenter clubs. No, I seen every kind of club. Christian, veteran, 99 percenter, mom and pop. It's us as a whole that need to get into this fight. You know, right now, right now, we're having all kinds of problems, and this is one of the biggest issues that I'm going to be talking about, is the censorship on online platforms. Everybody wonder why. Why you want to go to BitTube on your Monday night shows? Well, because a lot of our stuff is censored. Go ask Black Dragon. Go uh, ask some of these other people. Go ask them. Nothing's free in this world, guys. You gotta fight for it. You really do. Let's take a quick uh, station identification break and let's come back and uh, discuss this uh, stuff going Motorcycle on. Motorcycle right Madhouse every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and Saturdays 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and all major streaming platforms. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24 7. 24 7. <laughs> This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. On these internet platforms, and creators ain't having problems. This is an article just released. Yeah, it's Breitbart, it's a right-leaning thing, but you know what? It seems like the conservative media is the only one putting out the truth about what's going on out there, because the left media don't want to... They think... If they hurt the right by through the media and stuff, shut them up, that they'll carry the narrative, which is doing nothing but hurting American citizens. Google Insider to Project Veritas, company will never let somebody like Trump come to power again. Just think about that title for a minute. Never let somebody like Trump come to power again. So they're going to control the narrative. They're not going to report what is really going on. They're only going to give you one side of the story. And that is the reason I 100% wholeheartedly agree with our policies of letting both sides of the story out and you deciding 
what is right or wrong. Get both sides, you decide. Now, for example, again, when I had the Blue Knights member on. Oh, you know, Hollywood, why you have him on your show? He's Leo. Well, you know, if I'm only going to be a cop bashing show, uh, what kind of show is that? What kind of show is it when I'm not going to present you with both sides of the argument? You all know how I feel. But what about others on the platform that are actually listening to us or listening to us on the radio? What, where is it where we just become a propaganda machine for those that don't like Leo? You see why I'm getting that here? We'd be doing the same thing about that's happening now with this. Anyway, a, uh, an insider who spoke anonymously uh, to Project Veritas claims the company is devoted to preventing anything like the 2016 election of Trump from happening again. The insider who spoke to Project Veritas also drew attention to the uh, covert uh, suppression of non-progressive voices on YouTube, a Google-owned platform, said that stopping uh, Trump and other politicians like Trump has become a priority for the tech giant. Now, how does that affect us? Do you know how many videos have been demonetized? Not only on our platforms, but others. Other channels that have a right-wing view of things, conservative view, have been totally taken off of freaking YouTube or Google, not shown on Facebook in their uh, type of uh, newsfeed stuff. People aren't seeing both sides of the story. That's why it's important. The insider claimed that the company did a complete 180 in what they thought was important, abandoning earlier ideals of self-expression and giving everyone a voice in favor of crackdowns on supposed hate. Previous leaks from Google support the insider's account of the, a dramatic shift in thinking following the election of Trump. The internal company document titled The Good Censor leaked to Breitbart last year admits that the company has undergone a shift towards censorship in part as a response to the events of 2016. That ain't the only thing. Every time somebody on the left complains, somebody gets hit on the right on these platforms. Again, go ask Black Dragon. You wonder why we're putting all these weird titles on our video? It's because we're automatically demonetized. I can guarantee right now that this video will be demonetized. That's why we rely on your support to keep on going. Again, it is not free to put a show like this on. Usually we would depend on YouTube's uh, uh, monetization program, some sponsors, but we mostly depend on you with your donations. You're, I, we got people that donate $2 a month and we are so grateful for that. $2 a month goes a long way for a show like this. It enables us to reinvest in our equipment and get better material, get better guests for you. And for those, uh, and you know what? I cannot believe I'm actually agreeing with the desert rat. Somebody over there said, oh, all you do is ha your handouts, his handouts, you're looking for handouts. And he come back and said, well, he kind of flipped it and says, well, ain't it you that's looking for handouts because these videos, you, all you want is free, free, free. Now, I'm not saying that about my uh, listeners because you guys rock. But he's kind of got a point there. So when you hear people going after creators, why you always got your hand out? Because it ain't free to do this and all the platforms are getting demonetized right now. Anyway. Earlier in the year, recently fired Google software engineer Mike Wacker spoke of a colleague who informed him that a manager at the company said the tech giant needs to stop hate speech and fake news because that's how Trump won. Well, last time I looked, Trump won because he spoke to the people and the Democrats had the worst candidate imaginable.
This is from Via Pro, uh, Project Veritas interview with the Insider. There's that this facet about what they're doing, but what they're actually doing, what the employees are actually seeing inside the company is different. And people need to know what's going on with Google. And that they are not in an objective piece, they're not objective source of information. They are highly biased political machine that is bent on never letting somebody like Donald Trump come to power again. Right after Donald Trump won the election in 2016, the company did a complete 180 in what they thought was important. Before they thought self-expression and giving everyone a voice was important. But now they're like, hey, there's a lot of hate. And because there's a lot of hate and misnomy and racism, that's the reason why Donald Trump got elected. They started talking about the need to combat hate and racism online and also at YouTube. They had the same talks by the CEO, Susan, and they talked about combating that and getting rid of unfairness. Really? Unfairness? So you're getting rid of one uh, side of the argument and just letting the other side of the argument dominate. How is that fairness? How is that? Why is it that we as creators over here, again, people like Black Dragon, myself, uh, Dibbler in the Wind, and it goes on, you have to worry about what keywords you put in? Really? There's one keyword that will get your video demonetized on YouTube. That is Hell's Angels. Never mind if you're doing a news story on them, which falls under the fair act use. Never mind if, if it's a documentary. If it says Hell's Angels in that description box or in the title, your video automatically gets demonetized. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's done. So that's why you see us putting you know, the different titles up, spelling it different, uh, using 81, it's because right away it's demonetized. And as far as hate speech, really? Because you don't agree with one side of the argument? That's messed up, man. But that's what we're going through right now on the platforms. That's why you see a lot of people going towards BitTube and other ones is because of this right here. Never let somebody like Trump come to power again and you got the left out there crying and whining like snowflakes that they are and killing everybody's right to free speech. Now, how fair is that? Is that the country that many, or many hundreds of thousands of people died for? Fought for? Is that this kind of country? Hi, this is James Hollywood Mops Party, and if you're show. listening to this, you obviously like podcasts, and you'll probably like music too. On Spotify, you can listen to all that in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including... The Motorcycle Madhouse, the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Download episodes to listen offline whenever you want and wherever you are. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify's integrations with social media platforms like Instagram. And just search for Motorcycle Madhouse on the Spotify app. Or browse podcast in the Your Library tab and follow me so you'll never miss an episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Spotify is the world's leading music streaming platform. And now it can be your go-to podcast too. And there you go with that. Uh, thanks, James, for that uh, donation through uh, the Super Chat. Uh, also wanted to give you an update. Uh, we just put out the arg article that uh, kid, that 23-year-old kid in New Hampshire has been charged with seven counts of vehicular homicide. Uh, something that uh, 
It's sad on all angles, but uh, reading the story, uh, last month it seems like he failed the sobriety test, uh, DUI. You know, one of my favorite uh, subjects to talk about because I hate DUIs. If you watched my one uh, motovlog video, I talk about it. I cannot stand whatsoever anybody that gets behind the wheel drunk. Now, I see having a few beers and you're not abbreviated or any of that stuff and, you know, you're using your common sense, but drinking and driving, it, it you know what, you, you already heard the penalties that I thought that should be put in. This, now this, it, just hearing this, that he had a past DUI just last month and what the hell was going on that seven people lost their lives, three were injured, this was horrific. Horrific, unbelievable, unbelievable stuff, man. Really is. Uh, Abate of uh, Michigan uh, Hot Rods crew contacted me. They are donating uh, three hundred dollars to the Jarheads MC, and uh, we'll be getting that over to the Jarheads as soon as we get that donation in. I'm actually, I'm gonna bring Hot Rod on and talk about that stuff. Uh, he actually got their whole uh, region got together and got the donations going and stuff right now I cannot imagine what the families are going through uh, With that much loss of life. I know when uh, I was younger. I actually lost my older brother uh, in a motorcycle accident and uh, Yeah, that was a uh, kick in the balls right there. I just I can't imagine on this scale uh, What everybody's feeling what that club's feeling especially you know marines you know following ex-marines and their supporters that went down and then you know you you see some of these idiots on uh the internet and stuff they go out there and they're just trolling trying to get a rise out of people and i think uh in the uh community section now if you don't know i'm actually been posting a lot in our community section of the group where everybody can talk and all that kind of stuff i figured it out guys so i posted the actual picture of what this guy was saying and you just got a bunch of freaking idiots out there sad stuff when uh people want to troll on somebody else's blood if you ask me but you know hopefully uh, uh you know you got the hint um uh, with the program today with the mongols this is not a sure thing people it ain't you know those two cases i talked about with uh double jeopardy and property rights they're seesawing so you can't tell me that uh the patch for the mongols is safe right now Right now, it's in the 9th District uh, Appeals. And if anybody knows, 80% of their freaking uh, rulings get overruled by the Supreme Court. Now, I don't, I don't know if you guys understand how much money is involved in trying to fight the federal government. Right now, I think it's been $1.3 million they've spent, and that was just on the local level in the district. But now they got to go through the appeals, and that's going to be a whole different thing uh, with lawyers and stuff. And then once they don't like the decision at the appeals, they're going to have to go to the Supreme Court, and hopefully they take it up. But my concern is with the leaning of the court right now that it's not looking good, man, because they always take the side of the government, the side of Leo. It's been like that ever since there's been a tilt like that. So, no, this is not, not a sure thing, man. Everybody should have known that uh, when uh, Judge Carter came out with the ruling uh, this year that, hey, you know, he gave his reasons under the First and Eighth Amendments but there's a lot of freaking gray matter out there when it comes to uh, trademark law, what they can and cannot do. So just keep that in mind. You got to get out there and fight. And I think the one reason why I got all uh, huffy puffy with that, you know, going back in that one debate, we are the people of this country. They do work for us. Don't ever think that, you know, we're, we're in a capitalist republic, 
okay? I know everybody talks about a democracy. No, we're a republic. That's what our founders founded this country on. We the people. It's in them big letters you see. We the people. Okay? That's why I think it's like that big, like an inch big or something like that on uh, the document. We the people because they wanted us to know that this is what that was intended by. And I think we the people have lost control of our government because we the people have got lazy. We don't get involved or we get in petty arguments like that where, well, why are you putting this political post on there? Well, it has a lot to do with bikers, you know, because look what's going on down in Texas, guys. Look what's going on uh, on the West Coast. You got cops actually out there taking pictures of people, pulling them over because they got a patch on their back. You know what? I think we should throw them for a big loop if you ask me. Take the patches off. Take them off. That way they don't know who you are. And see how they like it then. See, I never got the reasoning for trying to take the, uh, the trademark away from the Mongols. Because if look at what has happened in Australia, and I talk with a lot with them over there, and they come out and say, "Well, we love it. They don't know who the hell we are. We just keep growing and growing and growing right under their noses." Because they do have anti-consortium laws over in Australia, where you can't be wear seen wearing a patch. Or you cannot, uh, as they say, consort with somebody that's a friend or a brother. So what do they do? They drove them underground. And now the cops don't know who the hell they are. I think that's a great thing. <laughs> I really do. But the issue of the Mongols patch case is going to get very expensive. Very expensive for the club. And... One thing, you know, I actually seen it on another site. You know, the story got put up that they, uh, the government appealed and stuff like that. Then you have all the haters come out with the club. I don't like this club. Uh, they're a bunch of pricks. They're this. They're that. And I'm sitting here. Are you that ignorant? I don't care if you're not friends with the Mongols. I don't care if they're your enemies. If they lose, you're going to lose. And don't give me this uh, crap that a lot of rubs throw. Well, if you're not doing anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. You have everything to worry about if a ruling like that comes down. Because you know what? If you know your history, the Masons, my God, were they looked at throughout this country's history. Why? Because of their secretive ways. I actually, you know, talking to uh, our last guest uh, on uh, who was that Blue Knight, people are afraid of what they don't know. They're afraid. So if you think just because you're an enemy or you don't like this club or you don't support this club that you have nothing to worry about, you're an idiot straight up idiot because the government is always one ruling away from the supreme court to take another right of yours away that is why you gotta get involved if you don't want to get involved personally by taking the five minutes to write a letter or making a phone call then join Abate, man. You should be a member of Abate anyway because they're always fighting for you. Who do you think got uh, your choice on uh, helmets? It was Abate. Who do you think got a lot of these motorcycle rider friendly laws passed? It was Abate and the other Motorcycle Rights Foundation. And as far as the profiling is concerned, they fought with NCOM. To get the resolutions passed in the House and Senate. Hopefully one day it'll become a bill. Do I think it will? Probably not. <laughs> because they're too busy pandering to that side. But you know why they pander to that side? Is because the Leo unions, they get involved. 
That's what bikers need to do. They need to get involved in the process. You cannot sit here and complain when something goes down. If you're wearing a patch and you're driving through Texas or you live in Texas or you're in Cali and you get pulled over and arrested, it's your fault because you're not involved. If you were involved, it wouldn't happen. Last time, okay, put it this way. Has any of you guys got pulled over and felt profiled? If that is the case, did you take the five minutes to go over to the Motorcycle Profiling Project's website and fill out the survey for being profiled? See what I mean? A lot of people don't do this. And now you throw in a lot more stuff. Now, the censorship stuff, that is getting out of hand. It's like we're being trained, like we're being thought to be pushed in one angle. It's all about control. So actually, yeah, the patch, the censorship, everything is coming into one. And unless everybody starts getting involved again, I'm going to say it over and over again. It's just going to get worse, guys. It's going to get worse. Uh, do have some good stuff for you. Do have some good stuff for you. I'm going to start another channel. It's called Country Roads. Uh, some of you might have been over there. It was our original channel before we got shut down. Uh, Country Roads, because a lot of people, I get in emails, and it's pretty cool that people uh, ask this kind of stuff. They say, wait, what do you do when you're not doing motorcycle madhouse or riding and stuff like that? What I do is a lot of camping and fishing, and, you know, I love doing uh, truck camping and stuff, seeing different rivers, because, you know, I'm from Chicago, and where I live now is just nothing but country, and I love it to death. So I figured, okay, let's put uh, together that kind of channel and do videos like that. <clears throat> Hopefully, you won't get censorship on that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's called Country Roads. It's a new channel. Uh, I'll uh, actually, when this uh, process is out, I'll uh, put the link in the description box if you want to go over there. I'm going to start uploading videos probably uh, in August and stuff because I got a lot going on with uh, Motorcycle Madhouse. But uh, yeah, that's Country Roads is going to be there. And again, Wednesday, I'm going to have them motorcycle shorts uh, that we were supposed to have on today over on uh, the radio station on Wednesday. This Saturday, we got something huge coming up. We got uh, Ed uh, coming on. Uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, Waco and uh, David Koresh and the Davidians. This guy was actually friends with David. Uh, he actually uh, got lucky and was out of town when everything went down. But it's going to be a good uh, hour-long discussion and a good hour-long uh, show. But uh, again, I want to give uh, James a big thanks for uh, that donation through uh, Super Chat. If you want to help out the show, you can look in the description box and all that good stuff. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show today. And uh, you guys are watching Biker uh, Angle every morning with your uh, daily news and all that good stuff. Uh, if you need to get a hold of us, go ahead and email us. Or you can go ahead and uh, visit us on our website and uh, use the phone number. Leave us a voice message. I might actually play it on the air with you. But with that, you guys be safe. Pray for those victims that... Uh, Happened out of New Hampshire, and I'll catch you guys later. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and remember, keep that throttle crack wide open.